0: Well, hello there, folks, and welcome into Millennial Money. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. My gosh, do we have an episode for you guys here today. We got so much to get into. We got to talk about Dogecoin. Obviously, that is on everybody's mind right now. Uh, That's a big subject, right? We got to talk about how that relates to Dogecoin Millionaire, how that relates to other cryptos. Ethereum's going crazy. Palantir Earnings just came out this morning. Tattoo's Chef is reporting tomorrow. Guys, we got an action packed episode. Where do we even start with this one? Doge. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Everybody's talking
1: about it. Yeah. You have to talk about it. I got something exciting. exciting. Guess who's buying Dogecoin?
2: You. You are. Yeah.
1: (gasps) Yeah. I joke. How irresponsible he is. (laughs) <laughs> well, listen to this. I joked in one of my previous videos. I said, if the video gets a 100,000 likes, I'll put $10,000 into Dogecoin for a year. Never thought that. I mean, I thought like maybe we've, we've gotten like 60K, maybe 70K. So I thought it's not going to happen. It happened. Oh, so wow. in the process now, I'm going to buy $10,000 of the Dogecoin and hold it for an entire year and see what right. happens. Because it wouldn't be fair if I bought it, sold it in like a week or two. Buy it, hold it for a year, see what happens. You should 10x okay. that, man. I, <laughs> Let's see, just watch.
3: I have like $300 worth of Dogecoin. That's about it. Um, but I know people are talking about alternatives now. They're like, oh, did you see oh. this one? And it's like this other Shiba Inu one or some Shiba. other crypto.
1: Yes. Yeah. The that's, Doge dollar And then <laughs> the, the Doge, Doge on Mars.
3: Hold on guys. We can't talk about this yet. We have to load our bags first because now this video is released. It's going to pump to the moon and none of us are going to get it.
1: <laughs>
2: <So>.
3: <laughs> oh Josh, my yeah. God.
1: There's, there's like 12 different copycat cryptocurrencies right now, all centered around a dog or Doge, or though there's like a Keisha, Keisha inu coin that tripled in the last 24 hours. It's they, they found a way. To legally, as a currency, create these these copycats and then say, hey, hey, if you guys missed out on Dogecoin, don't you worry. We got Shiba coin. Don't just, just come in this. And I'm seeing, honestly, man, so many of these, like, just, I don't want to call them shills, but so many people are just pumping this thing they're, they're and, and I can't tell if they're getting paid to do this, but it just seems like the amount of times I've seen people be like, Hey, just made 50%. It's not too late to buy in. It just seems like they're creating this dynamic where they're, they're going to sell out.
3: I just got a fr- uh, text from my friend the other day. He said that his roommate put in $300 into Doge and now it's worth $300,000.
4: No, <laughs> yes. what?
3: it's, it's insane. So like, do you guys think that, Yes, in Dogecoin, he put three hundred dollars in, and now it's worth three hundred grand. So he's like, yeah. "Should yeah. I he buy must, Doge?" No, he must have bought it way bought it. early. Then. Yeah, this was way before the pump. I mean, he's had it for a little bit, but I don't still, think.
1: Is that, I don't even think that's possible.
3: It's possible. You know, what? while
1: you guys are talking, <laughs> let me do the math on that. I don't think it went up that no, much. Cause it, it 100 X, uh,
4: and, uh, well, hundred X would be, yeah, that'd be 30,000. You're right. That's yeah. That would be like a thousand X
3: He's had it from yeah, years I- ago. It wasn't like this oh, year my. that he bought it.
4: Okay. That's like, uh, yeah. that's like the grandma discovering she's got Bitcoin from like eight years ago.
1: <laughs> sounds, yeah. I don't even think, I don't even think that's possible because if we go back to the very beginning of Dogecoin. Okay. So it was. At the very beginning, uh, 0.0012, oh, and then very, sorry, sorry, 0.00045, and that's if it got bought on December 15th,
0: 2013.
3: Yeah, that's possible.
0: That's when he bought it. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Here's a question. What does this tell us about where we are as a society right now? And in that's investment what I'm thinking. When everybody is focused on Dogecoin and uh, it's a talk of Saturday Night Live, it's pop culture. What does that what does that say about where we're at right now? It means the world no is ready for
2: crypto. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it
0: means we're going to the moon.
2: Ah <laughs> uh, gosh.
0: If I mean, Charlie Munger was here, what would he say about this right now? It's rat poison, <laughs> dude? Could you imagine how mad Charlie Munger is about this Dogecoin? How mad he is about Bitcoin? Imagine how mad he would be about Dogecoin. Oh my gosh, man! Good point. I man. don't know. We'll Kevin, see who has the last I Dogecoin.
4: I like twenty bucks. <laughs> okay. 20. yeah i, but okay, I did make good. i made like 50 grand on it though so i'm like very happy about that but that was just in wow. a swing in december <laughs> and it was yeah. it happened in a day it was insane it was like i put in 25 grand then i'm playing rust and someone's like hey kevin what's your Dojat that you bought this morning i look at it and i'm like seven se- se- 74 grand so <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god i would that be worth, like, it. It would be worth uh 2.2 million <laughs> No way! Yeah, dude, 25k. It would have like uh, what is that, 90x or something like that? Yeah.
1: Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Uh back in December, it was a fraction of a cent. Uh huh. Yep.
3: (laughs) I had had so many emails sent out to me saying that they were Dogecoin millionaires. I don't know how true or accurate those claims were, but they're like, "Hey, Andre, I also am a Dogecoin millionaire." I believe. And I've had it for years, and it's it's not as crazy of a story as Pro the Doge. Uh, because he just yolo everything and he borrowed money, he maxed out credit cards, but these people have just had it for a long time. And apparently there's several millionaires that are in Doge. But one of the experiences that I've always wanted to try is to just YOLO like $1,000 into like these random altcoins that people are talking about.
2: I wanted and to each?
3: <laughs> super irresponsible, but I almost feel like at this point in time where we are now, where everything is 20X, 30X, I could see that being a, a possible thing. What would, would you guys ever do that? The day
2: after,
1: I mean, the day after I do it, it just goes, yeah. <laughs> all of the them. Jack effect. Yeah. I don't feel like you could do it at the, in this market because I, I, I think you, 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 you should be doing that during a time where nobody cares about it. When it's already lost its luster, people have moved on to the next, like AMC, the next GameStop, people move on. That would be the time where I think if you want to take a gamble like that, probably a good time.
3: I don't think so. I think right now when it's the most volatile, because I think if you're buying it when it's cheap and it's irrelevant, there's gonna be the next hype coin around the corner. And every day mm-hmm. I'm seeing people like, I just four X my money yesterday. And even uh-huh. though it feels like we're at the top and we're at a bubble, I mean these people are still 10xing their money on these next, I don't know, hype coins or whatever you want to call them. But How oh
4: many yeah? of well look six, at Tesla. Though.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's a good price entry for someone like me kevin i'm i'm looking at that thing and i'm like i really want to buy it
4: i mean it was under 600 this morning
1: that was a yeah, good point. it opened <laughs> down it gapped down i have not seen that happen on tesla for a while yeah,
4: no, that I mean if I could if I could buy more of it, I put in an order with M1 Finance, it went through at six eleven. Uh and had it just executed, like when the market opened, I would have gotten it under six. But M1 Finance has like this fifteen minute delay and it didn't have cash anywhere else. So I'm like
3: <laughs> Okay, so under five hundred is a good price target. Thanks, under six
4: hundred I mean, the, we, we have not had a lot of under 600 days. <laughs> we had it in March briefly when it went to like 590, 530, 590. I think it was like two days. Uh, well, and uh, and then just this morning. Well, <laughs> yeah, the see? last
1: time it was in December. December, it was trading in the 500s. Or or back then, yes. yeah, Right, so, right. so really in five months, which wasn't that long ago, really, when you think about no. it. Did you Is guys see good? Kathy Woods outflows from her hedge
3: fund? She's like...
4: Yeah, I track them that.
3: regularly, and
4: the last two months have just been horrible. For uh, yeah, I mean, there's they're they're still like relatively, I mean, she, she's still got a phenomenal fund, right? She's still got a, a great strategy, in my opinion. She's got lots of money, uh, that has come into it. They've had insane growth over the past year, but uh, when we lost Jeremy, <laughs> but uh, here, hold on, we'll do that. Okay, there we go, but yeah, I mean. When 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 the strategy goes down, people leave. And that's uh that's just sad, kind of sad, because you'd think it'd be like, No, no, buy the dip, buy the dip. No, no. If your strategy sucks, people pick up the phone and they're like, get me out of your fund. I'm I'm done with you. You suck for the last two months, I'm out of here.
3: <laughs> right. Do you think it's unwise to place so much faith into a hedge fund manager? Because it seems like they rotate in and out of popularity, like it seems like every decade. We get somebody new and they're like the, the oracle and i don't know it just seems like a strategy
4: yeah yeah i mean well, i think uh for like an etf like what kathy has uh it you can you can be um well you certainly wouldn't want to buy after it's gone parabolic right like a january february were the times where it was like oh yeah it just went up 150 percent in a year nothing can go wrong that's probably the worst time to buy it. But I, I think her strategies are very sound. And and I think you know, the, the era of Kathy Wood will be back within the next two or three years. There will be a very nice Kathy Wood era again. Uh, and then everybody's gonna go, oh, Kathy just got lucky off Tesla again. You know, that, that usual kind of crap will come right back.
3: <laughs> I love what she said about value stocks, though, the financials. Oil is coming back. And that's a good thing that we're rotating back into value stocks, which means the the, the market isn't so overvalued and, and so heavily weighted towards tech. So I think yeah. that's a good sign of what she said. So I, I
4: love that stock. argument. I mean, it, it totally yeah. makes sense. It's like, hey, let let the other sectors have some fun <clears throat> because it, it creates, it's basically gives you like less to fall to <laughs> when tech does sell off. Uh, if, if everything kind of comes up and floats up. So I think it's right. wonderful.
3: Yeah, so like my dividend portfolio, it's even though we've had such a huge market drop, I I don't feel anything. my My portfolio is still going up because I was mostly value based, and so now oh, I'm coming perfect. back up. So I feel good.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Jerry, yeah your camera sure. looks nice. What's that? Your
3: camera quality looks nice this week.
0: Oh, thanks, man. I got I got it on the Canon, so I had to up the game the last few weeks, but. Anyways, uh, in, in regards to the Kathy Wood situation, and then uh, I also want to talk about Palantir because they did it. I don't know if you got to see Andre, but uh, Palantir actually announced they're going to um, actually potentially put some of their cash in Bitcoin. And Palantir is one of the mm. most popular stocks in the entire stock market right now. And then they're also going to accept Bitcoin as payment. So yeah, good good news for cryptos. That's all, all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it seems more like marketing. To me, yeah. it could seems be. like anytime except Bitcoin, it's like they're not, I mean, sure, they, they could do it, but like logistically, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, tr- to basically convert their dollars into crypto besides like, hey, guys, taking crypto, adding the .com yeah. to our name now. It really, no, it. No, no. I, mean, in I disagree
3: with that. I kind of really? disagree with that. I, I agree to that to an extent that a lot of companies are leveraging crypto as as a marketing tool, especially with Dogecoin. If they took a yellow bet like Dogecoin, I would say you're right. Did you guys see the poll that Elon did with uh, yeah. like, do you guys want to, yeah, Dogecoin acceptance. But I think yeah. with Bitcoin, I think companies are realizing that it's a great hedge against inflation. Why, why not park one to 5% of their cash into Bitcoin? I mean, I think it's yeah. a smart move. I don't think it's just a marketing thing.
0: Yeah. And then if more and more companies get Bitcoin, then it's going to be actually, you know, easier and easier for companies to actually do transactions, you know, business to business. Because, I mean, imagine your your Tesla, you have Bitcoin on the balance sheet, right? In your Palantir, you have balance sheet and you accept Bitcoin. If Tesla wants to use Palantir, all of a sudden they can just pay them in Bitcoin. Um, right now, the hard thing is a lot of companies don't have Bitcoin. So it's like you can't pay in Bitcoin if you don't even have any Bitcoin around. Right. So it doesn't really make sense. But um yeah. And then in regards to the Kathy Wood, I want to you know hop back on that because that is interesting. She's not a hedge fund manager. She runs an ETF. But at the same time, a lot of folks look at people that run ETFs and hedge fund managers as kind of, the you know, the same type of people. And it's interesting because she's obviously been super hot the past year or two. And now, you know, I think the fund's down, I want to say, 35 percent or more than 35 percent peak to trough. And it'll be interesting to see how many people really stick it out if that continues to get worse. I've always felt Tesla could actually go, you know, quite a bit lower than where it is today, potentially. Mm-hmm. Never mind if we got any type of ten percent, fifteen percent sell off in the market, and that's by far and away their biggest holding. So it'll be interesting to see how many people really stay around.
3: Um, what, you know? What continues- would be the catalyst? What would be the catalyst right now, Jeremy? Do you think for Tesla to go into the five hundred range?
0: Into the 500 range, Nasdaq falls three percent. Three percent in the Nasdaq tomorrow. Tesla's in the 500s. Ten uh, percent in the Nasdaq. You know, Tesla's in the 400s. So I mean, that's it, you don't even need a big catalyst at all. 300 is yeah. hard for me to see on on Tesla outside of a huge fall in the market. To be honest. So yeah,
1: you know what the crazy thing is: the 400s were not even six months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Months ago, it goes to show you just how much of a run-up we've seen over these last six months between EV, solar, any, anything green energy, it's pretty nuts. A lot of it I've noticed is coming back down, not quite to where it was before, but within about 10% of that, of that range, which, you know who knows if if that's if that's reasonable or if it's a little bit
0: undervalued yeah. at this point what what what's funny about that is bitcoin goes through that all the time is like you know bitcoin will will take off reach some new high and then you'll see all these articles bitcoin just crashed to you know 10% or whatever 15% it's like bitcoin was just there 2 weeks ago guys did you forget <laughs> like and, yeah. and it's similar yeah. with us. that's a- That's a really good point, Graham, where it's like, you know, Tesla, if it was to fall to 400 or 300, like that would be just where it was a matter of months ago. Right. So um, but yeah, it's a weird market right now because the Dow is hitting almost all time highs or at least it did, I think, yesterday. Right. And then small caps have beginning just cremated. I mean, most small caps are are a lot of them that are popular down 50, 60, 70, 80 percent and usually if you're in a super hot market that's hitting all-time highs, Dow, S&P 500, usually the small caps are doing amazing in that sort of market. Everybody's risk on, risk on, markets hitting all-time highs, everybody wants to be in the riskier stocks. And right now, you can't find people, or at least you can't find big money to buy anything that is seen as risk right now, whether it be Tesla, Palantir, uh, Tattooed Chef, Corsair Gaming, it doesn't matter rocket, anything that's considered remotely risky or newer to the public markets, you can't find people to buy it right now, at least big money. And yeah. that's a, a weird market, man. That,
3: that, that's what, that's why uh, I love value stocks. I love dividend stocks in times like this because I could just sleep through everything and not care. I know Kevin hates me for that, but- Yeah. But, but,
1: <laughs> but. until you had the time six months ago where all of a sudden the dividend stocks are staying the same and Tesla was up you know, 10% in a day, 8% in a day, you're that's sitting true. there- you know, I'm getting three percent of
3: my ten percent oh, yeah. of, of, of Jeremy's uh, Tesla position is more than enough of decades of my dividend income. So that this is true, but provided that he sold a lot of his stocks, which I think he did to pay off margin. So he did realize the profits at the top.
0: I think. Well, I was gonna say, uh I was gonna say, I don't even want to know what Kevin's profits are then, because he's got a lot more shares than me. Oh well. <laughs>
4: You know it, I don't know. It's it, it is it is interesting uh, because I think what you're saying, Jeremy, is right. I think there there is totally a possibility we could see. I mean, I'm looking at the S and I'm like, it wouldn't shock me to see a you know pullback at 20% in the S and P 500 uh, just while we go through this this insanity. I mean, you see the gas lines uh, on the East Coast. The uh, I mean, I was going through the uh, the pricing for commodities year to date, like everything: wheat, sugar, coffee. Uh, and that's not just lumber. It's like everything. It's just like 20, 30, 40, 40, 40, 40%, 40% just across the board. It's crazy. Uh and uh, I think it's really gonna we're really gonna go through like not like you know, people are like, oh, it's gonna be a volatile market. And I think people just think like we're on like a little raft and we're like, yeah, the water's volatile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they hear volatility and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that word before. Meanwhile, I think we're like on like one of those like you know what is the deadliest catch and we're in the middle of the storm and it's just like you're like you oh, don't want to yeah.
1: die right like well, the i, I worst think thing, i think the worst thing is honestly it just does its thing goes maybe down a few percent goes up a percent you feel hopeful for a week goes down <laughs> a little bit more up a percent down a little bit more up a percent and it's just a slow decline over like a few years that no. i think is the
2: thing <laughs> yeah. No,
1: you don't no. think so. No, I, I think it it to be a lot more painful for a lot of people <laughs> than just a quick drop and then right back.
4: Yeah. I mean, but that, that is, it's the market's trying to, the market's so uncertain right now about the next 12 months. That's what everybody's freaking out about is, oh my gosh, what's the Fed going to do? What's inflation going to do? We don't have the answers. So the reason the market's going nuts and risk off, like Jeremy says, is because we don't have the answers and the market doesn't know and the market doesn't like uncertainty. So they hedge, they stop putting more money in, which removes buy pressure. They short, which adds sell pressure. And, uh, you, you get these insane swings. I think once, once we get through and we actually, like, ah, there's land. Okay, that's what inflation is going to be. Like, I don't even care if it ends up being 3 or 4%. Like, just give us what it is and then we can actually invest appropriately. But this uncertainty, like, well, which is it going to be? Freaks people out.
0: (laughs) I don't don't know if you guys have have seen, but uh, a lot of hedge funds have been pulling money out of the market, selling stocks heavy. A lot of professional money managers have been selling stocks heavily. That money Mm. can only sit on the sideline for so long um, because eventually people are like, uh, are you going to invest it? Or are you going to put it in the market? You know, like <laughs> do something. You know, we're not we're not giving you guys all this money to just sit on the sideline forever. So eventually, that hedge fund money is going to come back. the the professional professional money manager money is going to come back in the market. And um, it, we don't know when it is. But and then here, here's a question for you guys. I would love to know your opinion, mm-hmm. Graham. Let me know what you think about this too. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, tax day it's coming up. What is it next yes. week? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that a lot of people made money last year yes. in the market? It was a great year in the market. And, and over the past month or two, they're selling stocks because they got to pay the IRS. What do you think about that? Yeah. It's
1: a
2: good point.
0: 100%. I, I don't know. Because if a lot of those gains were unrealized, I probably no, no. wouldn't be. What? We're, we're talking realized gains because I guarantee you there's a lot of people that took a lot of profits. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like-
4: people, most people, I feel like, aren't the buying hodlers. Like, just don't touch it. Leave it in there. Then you don't have to pay taxes. I feel like especially institutional investors, they're trying to buff their sheets. You know, you get to December and it's like, oh, we're at record numbers. Sell purposefully realize so then they can show all their their investors or their clients or whatever, look at all this money we made. Those are big taxes flowing through. I think most people investing aren't even investing themselves. They got like a manager doing it for them. Manager doesn't care if you have to pay taxes. The manager just wants you to stay around as a client. Best way to keep a client is realize a crap ton of profits and make your client pay a lot of taxes. And then you rationalize it by going, yeah, I mean, client, you might be upset with all the taxes, but think about all the attendees I sent you away. <laughs> Graham,
0: yeah. let me ask you a question, Graham. If you got, you know, uh, your friend Jonathan, okay? And Jonathan, he makes 100K profit on some stock he sold last year. And, you know, now he owes 40%, 50%, whatever to the federal government, state government. Do you think Jonathan puts away 40K, 50K on the sideline or does Jonathan put that right back in the market? Gosh, I mean, you, you would hope, but I'm, I'm wondering how many Jonathans are
1: out there and how much Whoa. big, how, how many how how much big money is out there? I'm talking like tens of millions of dollars in the market that are sitting there with, let's say they realize some gains that they pull money, let's say from cash or they pull money from, from other sources besides the market. I I don't know. Um, I've always felt that like in real estate, it's we, we always had this thing where we felt like the, you know, around where taxes are due, no one's really buying a house. And then after tax, after taxes, like April 15th, then everyone's going to look to buy a house again. I've always heard this. I I've, I've never noticed the difference between that. people are buying the same amount of real estate as they were prior to after. And, and for from my experience taxes have have really never dictated that. Kevin, have you experienced that? I know it's a it's a common real estate thing.
4: Oh, gosh, you know, the problem in real estate, uh, anecdotally, is is, uh, April, May is hot season, you know, like, like, hot market season, everybody's buying, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm sure that comes up. I think this last year was just such an exception, though, because I think you're talking, in my opinion, you're talking 10 to 15 years of gains for people compressed literally in one year. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And I think that's why people are like, oh my gosh the tax bill is real dirty this one and i guarantee you there are people sitting there on the irs website going right now man if i do the extension and i just take the penalty what do i have to pay okay half a percent per month hmm that's six percent for uh you know whatever what is right. that i don't know six months or whatever yeah. and, and they're like uh uh hey i'll, I'll just i'll just pay the penalty <laughs> i'll borrow that money from the government basically
0: right graham and, and the other thing i'll say that's maybe mm-hmm. a little bit different in this situation is with real estate and when it comes to buying a home this is something most folks plan out months ahead if not years ahead right you know I mean mm-hmm. this is a huge life decisions like you're planning this way in advance if you got i don't want to say lucky in the market but you just all of a sudden made 100k in stocks last year 100ks in cryptos, and yeah, I mean that was unplanned, right? You didn't plan on making it, and all of a sudden you made it, and then you invested it. I mean, my my uh, you know person that does my taxes is telling me a funny story. Well, it wasn't funny; it was kind of sad. She's telling oh, me a no. story about how you know one of her clients made way more money than they you know were expecting. They went out and bought a Lambo. They got their IRS bill. They had to sell the Lambo because oh. <laughs> they, they didn't have oh, wow. enough. Yeah, and it Aww. happens. It happens, man. You make way more money, and then all of a sudden you start spending the money. Not everybody's, you know, super on a on a high level financially, and you're feeling great. You buy a Lambo, you buy a house, you buy this, and next thing you know, the IRS wants 400k, and you're like, uh, where do I get that 400k? Because I surely don't have it in my bank account. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yikes! Yeah, that would be the worst to buy a house like that, and all of a sudden, oh well, I don't have the money now. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm wondering how
3: many people are playing around with like interest arbitrage for example if they were to defer their taxes until later and they would pay that penalty and i'm wondering how many people maybe take out loans take out money on margin and then just stake that money in these in these cryptos that pay these high interest rates and just collecting the difference because i've had people reach out and ask to me like why can't i borrow money at whatever, three, 4%, and then just stake it on a stable coin and earn my 13%. And it's just like, they're just doing these interest arbitrage
1: things. Uh,
3: it's kind of a lot.
1: I did that last year. I didn't pay the, like the quarterly, I, I didn't yeah. pay quarterly taxes because I'd rather mm-hmm. just throw the money in the market or keep some yeah. cash on the sidelines. And then I paid it all off, uh, like the last week of December, paid the entire year. But, yeah, I mean, throughout the the year, um, I think it was like three. It was three percent. Oh, of your I think it was cost. five and a half. No, wow. th- no. So it's it's half a percent a month if you straight up just don't pay your tax. So that's that's the penalty. But for not paying <laughs> quarterly, it's it's a flat rate. It's three percent.
3: of the annual income.
0: Yeah, whatever it's calculated to be. How long can you do this for? Imagine you just do it your whole life. You're like, oh, I'm going to get you guys someday.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, it'll add up. I mean, I would say like year by year in certain situations, it it can make sense, but I wouldn't want to get in the habit of it.
0: No. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of, there's got to be some sort of limit to it because you couldn't just... I mean, because literally, hypothetically, if there wasn't a limit on it, you could just say, oh, I'm going to pay you guys next year. Just add that to my bill. Oh, I'm going to pay you next year. Just You could just go your no, whole they, life and die, and it's like well, I never paid taxes.
4: <laughs> yeah, there, there's a uh, limit to where if you, uh, if you get to a certain point where they feel like they have to sue you and like lean up your assets – yeah. then you really get to the point of experiencing more penalties. And then it's kind of like, okay, now you need to pay up. This is why you hear people oh, can't buy a house or, or can't sell this house. Cause all of a sudden there's a tax lien on it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, that uh, they, they get you. The, the IRS knows yeah. how to get their money. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I I think back to the question of like, are people doing this interest arbitrage with crypto 100%? I'm actually concerned that there's way too much leverage in the crypto space, but I have no idea. I have no way to measure it. Nobody can tell me. I talked to uh, to, the BlockFi CEO or Voyager CEO. They don't freaking know either. And that makes me even more nervous.
3: Now, Kevin, is it true that that if a company like a BlockFi or like, let's say, Celsius, if they are conservative in their modeling and they require people to uh, mm-hmm. over leverage, right, when yeah, when, yeah. They, when they borrow on margin, doesn't that mean that, I mean, they're, they're still not insulated from uh, a liquidity crunch? Like if the whole stablecoin thing collapses, even though they may be taking conservative models, other financial institutions may not. So it, it's like it doesn't even matter if you're trying to be safe about it because it's infected the whole entire crypto space is that is that kind of correct it's it's a super real concern of mine uh, you know even if they're
4: 50 uh you know they have 50 more cash on hand than maybe the the bitcoin they lend out or whatever doesn't do you much good if all of a sudden you have a, a prolonged flash crash and it's led by perhaps uh institutional investors coming in and starting to do derivatives which this is happening okay like we we don't at least I'm not away, uh, aware, maybe you all can delve in on this. I'm not aware of ways we can do crazy call options and spreads or whatever on, and, and these fancy derivatives on crypto. But institutions are doing this and they've been doing this for a while and they're going to keep doing this. And we're going to keep seeing these kind of bizarre forms of leverage. And I feel like a little bit, because it's so unregulated in some sense, in terms of lending transparency, our Kegos, what happened there with like real stocks, is going to be a joke with 20X leverage compared to the amount of leverage that I think exists in the crypto space. And uh, I, I don't know, though. I mean, it, you know, I, hey, a Ponzi never has to fall, right? It could keep going yeah. forever. But, and I'm not, I don't want to come across as calling crypto that because it's a really, really negative word. And I love crypto. I love the technology. Uh, but that is one thing that just, in the back of my mind, regularly, I'm like, it's it's a danger. It's a danger. And that, if anything, if like if I had more transparency on that, I put more than two or three percent of my portfolio in. I'd be interested in maybe twenty percent of my portfolio crypto, but that is keeping me small, so to speak.
3: Interesting. So you really think the crypto space is more leveraged than the just regular stocks?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's way more leveraged because it's way less transparent. Uh, and uh, you know, when you have disclosure requirements that you do with with uh, at, at least certain institutions, uh, you you. Know a little bit more about the outstanding market interest or uh, short interest. You know more about how many times things have been barred. I don't know that we know that about coins. I mean, how many times um. has a stable coin been leveraged up? BlockFi, you know, I talked to them as well. They're really great, really nice, transparent about, hey, you know, we we vet people. But let me put, you, let me put it this way, just as a simple thing, and I'll let you all mm-hmm. comment on this. They go, yeah, Kevin, look, we got to be honest. There are certain companies we're like, mm, yeah, we know your reputation on the block. No, thanks. And and I'm like, I don't know the details as to what that means. But to me, it's like, oh, man, <laughs> what does that mean? You know,
3: gosh, from all the major yeah. lending institutions that I've spoken to, they've always told me that they've been more conservative with how, how much they allow their customers to leverage just because yeah, crypto is more volatile. So they, they kind of have to, by nature, not yes. be at risky with it. So I yeah. don't know if, if crypto is, over, I, I mean, more leveraged than stocks. I think Who's, the yeah, are much more leveraged.
1: Who's leveraged? Well, it's, it's, it's the customer. customers. It's, the difference. It's the wait. So it's the customers, not the company itself, lending Correct. out their money to other people, borrowing it from them. Could you explain this? So you have
4: multiple forms of lending. So you've got uh, the customers can deposit their currency and and have their currency lent out. I'm concerned that most customers don't realize that actually means it could disappear. Uh, But uh, Andre, you're referring to this, uh, hey, if you have $1,000 of Bitcoin, you could borrow, say, maybe uh, $400, $500, 500, $400. Exactly, right? right. That's great. I'm not worried about that. I think that's great. You have instantaneous margin calls, then it can occur. I mean, the crypto has made things very, very quick and fast and transparent that way, Uh, especially with the smart contracts. It's wonderful. I'm more concerned about what's happening in the background with like the, the way I look at this is think about this. The mortgage market was worth $11 trillion back in 2008 before the blow up. That was collateralized up to $90 trillion. So for every dollar someone lost in market value on a house, uh, these institutions were losing $9. You know, like that's that's more of what i'm worried about i'm not worried about the customers on their margin and and the uh, you know a little bit of this oh you make your 6% on your gemini coin or whatever it's it's yeah. more what's all the what's the stuff right. we don't see <laughs> right
3: right your, your fear is that the institutions they lend to which by the way have less strict margin requirements they the retail customers have much more strict uh, margin requirements. But yeah, you, you, I guess you're worried that whoever they're lending to might be way more loose with their with their regulations, with their, with their rules. Right. Sure. Uh, well, cause
4: the way that would work is let's say, let's say hedge fund a goes in and says, yo, let me borrow, I don't know, a hundred million dollars of Bitcoin from BlockFi." BlockFi, Sure. Yeah. We're making all this money off these people, off these spreads or whatever. Sure. Yeah. We'll lend it to you and make some money off of you too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Very profitable business. I mean, incredibly profitable business. Uh, and, and then BlockFi is like, Hey, we're good. You know, whatever we're, we're doing the good man's deed here, providing liquidity and and lending. Great hedge fund A is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Whatever. Okay. We got our hundred mil Bitcoin. Now they're like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna go use all of this to buy six month call options on Doge. It'll just as an example. Right. Uh, but then maybe you get them like selling, uh, selling a swap on well if this happens we want you to insure against this risk and then that gets collateralized out and and you're really building these layers of risk upon layers of risk and it's really scary <laughs> so i i don't right. know if it's happening or i'm sure it is happening but to what extent And that's, that's the only thing that makes me like, I don't know.
3: I (laughs) leverage and derivatives. Yeah. Gosh, this is becoming like a traditional finance system now. I'm wondering if if a collapse like that would happen, if that's what would usher DeFi to be a little bit more prominent than it is today, because decentralized Mm -hmm. finance is more governed by the smart contracts. So maybe smart Mm -hmm. contracts wouldn't allow people to leverage to that degree. And Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what will save us in the next cycle. See, that's, that's the black swan event to me is exactly what Kevin is describing, which would cause a multi-year bear market there. We'd lose trust in the whole system for many, many years. And when it does come back, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm just going to make a big guess here that DeFi is going to be the thing that helps people get that, that confidence back is that Andre, it's, it's a lot of pain and you can see what, what, ha- what's happening. Yeah. What's up?
0: What, 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 you know, if we have a crypto winner, or so, mm-hmm. so the you know, a, a situation where you know, crypto really has a tough time. Let's say Doge is at, I think, 50 cents right now. What does Dogecoin go to if, let's say, Bitcoin falls to 10,000, 20,000 range? What, oh, what's, your, what's your expectation?
3: Well, traditionally, and this is still going to be the case, all cryptos have followed in Bitcoin's footsteps. So if Bitcoin falls. the others fall 20 to 30%. They fall much more than Bitcoin traditionally does. Mm. So everybody follows Bitcoin. So yeah, everybody will suffer a lot more,
0: but- Wow, yeah, Ethereum, like I'm seeing more and more folks talk about, you know, somebody texted me this week about how they feel Ethereum is gonna take over Bitcoin. Um, you know are you how like would you say it's like a 5050 right now or would you say it's not realistic at all anytime soon
3: I think it's too soon to say right now yeah the flipping it's too soon to say give, give it like a little bit longer yeah I'm not sure I, I there's a chance there's a chance I don't know yeah. what the odds are yet but speaking of dogecoin did you guys see the managing director of Goldman Sachs quit his job over over the Dogecoin thing oh, yeah, hey, hey, did hey, hey,
2: 2x. <laughs> what happened?
3: Uh, so, so the managing director of Goldman Sachs uh, quit because he became a multi-millionaire with Dogecoin.
1: How much money hmm. did he make? Is he making lots of money at Goldman Sachs? We
3: don't know. I, I reached out to him on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, dude, <laughs> can you go on my video?
1: He's uh, the guy who well, sold at 73.
4: Probably. <laughs> yeah. Just probably
1: it could have so, been him and he listen he had like 30 million bucks. how much do you think was sold to impact the price that much on Robinhood?
3: for a guy that's like a managing director to have quit his job like that Gosh. no 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 i meant
1: i meant on robin hood we saw we were watching snl the price just honestly, right. this big red candlestick all the way down dropped like 10 cents in a matter of a minute how big do you think that order would be to cause the price to drop that much
3: Well, what was the market cap when it was at 75 cents
1: uh what was that 140 140 billion
3: okay so so 10% of that uh what is that 1.4 uh wait 10% million? yeah you think that million, think.
1: that's how much it would take to tank the price that much
3: uh no i'm guessing lower it's not a 1 to 1 right
1: right yeah. because is because- so, so many think, different platforms have it. Robinhood's probably one of the largest. Yeah,
3: yeah, I don't think it's one to one. I don't know the exact numbers on that, but it's. Could have been like 90
1: much. million bucks, 80 million, something significant like that.
3: Do you, do you think that was retail driven, or do you think that was, you know, like the big money?
1: I think that's big money. I I, think? I think, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if there was some huge money behind some of this, just knowing that, like, hey, the reta- retail traders, they're hyping this up. Let's get in, let's help drive the price up and then crash it. I wouldn't be surprised. Especially now that we know a lot of Bitcoin back in 2017 was was really open to manipulation. So I wouldn't uh-huh. be surprised. With Dogecoin, you know there's there's traders mm-hmm. watching everything sure. that's going on with Reddit and TikTok. You're watching and then, I was
3: just yeah. going to say if the Goldman Sachs managing director is in on this, like, can you imagine how many of these large institutional hedge fund managers, billions of dollars are just playing with this stuff privately for fun? Like they don't want to announce it to anybody, but oh, I guarantee yeah. you. I mean, it's a small industry. Everybody knows everyone. And so they're just like calling each other like, hey, dude, I bought <laughs> 10 million of dose. It's going to I'm going to dump right before Elon comes on.
0: And I <laughs> yeah. could totally
3: see that. I could totally see that
0: hundred yeah. percent, man. He, yeah. I was going to say if he's only, you know, got a few mil, he's like the poor guy at Goldman Sachs, man. Like, you need, like Goldman Sachs, I think you start salaries like 250 K like you're like lowest guy on the rung at Goldman Sachs, making like 250 K a year. Most of them make a half mil plus a year. Yeah. Could
1: have been thinking about retiring anyway, but this was like that that kickoff for him. Like honestly, if he's in his if he's in his forties, maybe early fifties, he's got a family, working really hard. All of a sudden, he makes twenty million and leave. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, maybe he. I hope he knows about taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm looking here. Uh, I just did like a glass door
4: look because uh, this was a managing director out of uh, out of London, one of the London offices. Yeah. And uh, it says an executive director would get paid about 122,000 pounds per year. Uh, so I don't know what that is. Uh, pounds two dollars per uh, And that's to start. Oh, like 178, 173 right. or something like that. And that's just starting. I bet you come in with experience. I think you guys are like nailing it, like 250, 500 yeah. easy. But look, I mean, you go in there and, and maybe the guy made... 10 mil or something like that, geez, like, that's that's like 30 years worth of work for the dude.
0: <laughs> Take it and run. Well, I
3: mean, you could say the same for Pro the Doge, but he never sold. He still kept. So, <laughs> the, so the,
0: the average salary at, at Goldman Sachs, and I don't even think this uh, takes into account bonus structures, but hmm. the average salary is $367,000.
2: Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I don't even think that takes into account salaries. So yeah, they they pay a little different over there. But uh, yeah, what 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 does this say about society right now? Like we I, we have like such a get rich or die trying mentality right now to be all playing around Dogecoin, do we not? Ah, uh, I would oh, say. Oh don't be me, guys. You guys are, you guys are, you guys are trying to play little good boys here, and not trying to offend anybody. No, I mean, it's die. interesting. Did
2: Richard died no, trying. I,
0: man. <laughs> I, I talked to I talked to
4: Pro uh, yesterday, and I what I thought was so fascinating is it turns out, and I'm sure you guys have already heard this. I was the first time I had heard it. Uh, he he had mentioned that he bought uh, GameStop first with like 25 grand. And uh, lost a lot. Okay. So I guess he bought it like 360, 370 or something like that. All right. So, I mean, that means, uh, you you know, who knows? I don't know when he sold, if he did or whatever. I think, well, he did sell at one point. So he was probably down half, you know, 50, 60% or something like that. Uh, At least actually more than half. It'd be like 60 or 70%. But anyway, um, after that experience, he sold all of the stocks that he had and took money on credit cards And went all in on Doge because he looked at the history and saw, well, this this goes up and down over time. But the the trend is up. Uh, And and I'm like, I mean, it's I can't argue with that. That's that's brilliant. But, yeah, I'm also a little nervous that, like, was it was it maybe a little bit a little bit of a Hail Mary because you lost on GameStop, you know?
3: also co- commonly uncommonly known unknown mm. fact anyway he actually put in 250k into dogecoin it wasn't the 188 that that the media publications are talking about it was 250 mm. but he got margin called for 70k mm. of that oh. dropped him back down to 180 All and right. that that's what it was so he actually started with 250 and- I,
4: look, mad respect for his ability to hold on. Like I said, I mean, you heard me at the beginning of this say, look, when I saw I was up 50 grand in the day, I'm like, yep, yep, sell. Good enough of me, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, well, uh, geez. <laughs>
3: I'm surprised they didn't drop lower, though, after the SNL skit. That, me too. I, I totally expected it to go to a million. And I was like, Dude, this, this is done. This this rally's done. But no. Me too. Yeah. It's, i so think,
1: I. You know what I think it is part of it. I think is a, a really strong community. I mean, you go on the Dogecoin yeah. subreddit, and there are people who would like give their life for Dogecoin, who like wholeheartedly want this to be like the next big thing. And I can't tell how how much of this is just it's just kind of like blind hope that like hey, it's gonna reach a yeah. dollar. How much of this is, is because they <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly, Chris. This is it. We we got a generation of just uh, of that. And it's,
0: uh we got a, we got a generation of degenerates. That's what we got, Graham. We got a oh, generation of degenerates. I'm you, just gotta I'm that, you, you gotta give context behind
3: that, Jeremy. You gotta give context behind that. That's that's what people call <laughs> users of subreddits for a lot of these
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm just here to say the stuff you guys wish you could say, okay? <laughs>
3: uh, he's running for governor now, he needs to be All clean, right. okay? Be <laughs> Yeah, but I have such a hard time criticizing Dogecoin just because literally every criticism that I've ever had for Dogecoin was the same exact one that people had of Bitcoin. So it's like it's it's so hard to be like, yeah, but and it's and, and it's like, but that's what people said about Bitcoin too. So it's
0: Well, yeah. here we get into this argument of like, what is the the cryptocurrency that is actually like super useful and going to be super relevant let's say in 10 years is it bitcoin the most is it dogecoin the most or is it ethereum or is it something else like i think that's a really all of them
3: yeah for sure a combination of all of them to different extents and capacities Mm -hmm. for different things so bitcoin is going to be the the store of wealth right the store of value that's going to be uh although i i think that bitcoin is going to be a currency at some point once it stabilizes And once it gets to the layer two lightning network, will we be able to transact with each other infinitely, really quickly, cheaply, and then we'll settle on layer one. That could be Bitcoin too. That could be another huge catalyst. Ethereum could also be a great currency once it stabilizes and finds itself. And then Dogecoin just because legends never die. (laughs)
0: Dude, could you, yeah. Andre, do you see any realistic possibility that on that, that Doge ever takes over Bitcoin? Is that just,
2: who get it done?
3: It's okay. not gonna happen. No.
1: Okay, but man,
3: never happen. say never in crypto. Like <laughs> the one time you say never, it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Andre. It's like I had a lot of skepticism around Bitcoin, like late 2017. It it, it crashed, and I was like, ha, huh, you know what? I'm right. Uh, like right. like right. all my all of my skepticism was good, and then as it started creeping up, didn't get it. I honestly, I didn't get it. And uh, I mean, the more time went on, the more I kind of understood it. But I had the same feelings with Dogecoin. I just, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. And I, and, I, and I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it were either a penny in a few years from now or if it were $2. I mean, like, either one would not shock me.
3: I just feel like we're in this really interesting era of human history where, where money is becoming this huge experiment that we're all a part of and so we're still trying to figure out what it is even like tyler winklevoss from gemini he's like all money is memes all money's just all forms of money is a meme and so it's kind of interesting like
4: how much of this is just trying to have that next line that that people remember right like uh, i mean what I still don't, and don't get me wrong, I love some of the benefits that we have at crypto, but I mean, I feel like we can instill a lot of these benefits into the system that we have, minus the fact that it gets printed like crazy, minus that too. No, so That's like the
3: biggest detail, though.
0: <laughs> Darn it.
4: Uh-huh. I was
0: hoping you wouldn't say that. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin. Okay, this is when Andre and I can gang up on you. Have you finally come to the conclusion we have massive inflation out there, or what's going on? Yeah, there? I want to hear that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, uh, you know, I've I spent uh, the last week uh, reading through uh, many dozens of uh, earnings transcripts, for, uh, and and uh, some of it was inspired by I would you know I was scrolling I, and I rarely do this. But I, I saw this one person at a YouTube video and I kind of clicked around in it and they put up these these pictures of like what these companies were saying. And I'm like, mm, this sounds out of context in terms of inflation, because they just put up these quotes about like Mattel or I don't know the, the pg what, What's the paper one? Uh, Procter & Gamble uh, mm-hmm. and, and these other companies, 3M, whatever, saying, oh, yeah, prices are going up. I'm like, OK, all right. I, I don't I don't do uh, secondhand sources. I give me the primary source. So I, I pull up dozens of these earnings transcripts, and I just sit there and I read them. And I highlight any references to prices or inflation or this. And uh, a theme that I noticed that was extremely powerful, in my opinion, was that almost all of them, and I don't know if they're just being salespeople to, to the analysts actually listening or reading these transcripts, it's quite possible. But all of the companies had the same message. Prices are going up. And what we're doing is we are making sure our company becomes way more efficient. We're forcing digitization. We're forcing more work from home. We're forcing more plant efficiency, better transportation, better supply chains. And what's fascinating about this to me is I think what's going to happen is we're going to have this insane period of, of inflation prices going up for, you know, for the present uh, through maybe September and then slowly taper down so that inflation tapers down. And what we're going to be left with in, in 2022 is this insanely well-oiled machine of all of these companies that all of a sudden got hyper-efficient. And the market today is totally blind to this hyper-efficiency happening. They're totally blind to it because all they're worried about is that inflation right now. And so that's that's what mm-hmm. I'm doubling down on mm-hmm. that belief.
3: Which companies Brilliant. are going to become that hyper efficient? Mm-hmm. You mean like the tech stuff?
4: No, no. I mean, the, the earnings transcripts, I was most, I mean, tech talks about this as well, but it's really, it's, it's all companies. I mean, just okay. think about the fact that companies have fired tens of thousands of people and they're just, all they have to do is call back the ones they really liked, right? I mean, we've been talking about that kind of stuff since like last April, like, you know, what's going to happen when they fire everyone is they're just going to call back the 50% they like the best, right? That is a way of becoming way more efficient. I mean, it's the ultimate job interview. Imagine you had to hire a hundred thousand people tomorrow and somebody's like, you get to try them out for eight months and then right. we're going to have a black swan you're going to get to fire the ones you don't like and it's going to be okay because it's going to be under the guise of a black swan it is the ultimate way to make companies the most profitable machines that they've ever been
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of things going on, but you also have wages going up, which could be almost considered another uh, form of inflation. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's hard to get workers right now. Uh, you know, I cover, you know, obviously a, a tremendous amount of industries and it's hard to get workers right now anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you've got to go up on on what you're willing to pay because it is tough to get anybody right now. But uh, Graham, you know, what do you feel? Do you feel there's no inflation right now, a little bit of inflation or a lot of inflation? Uh, it's, it's really tough because I like when you go to the when you drive
1: down the street, I mean, you see gasoline now uh, in L.A. It was like it's it's like five dollars a gallon during some. It's it's stupid. And a lot of uh, housing material now is, is through the roof. There is there's so many little things that are, all of a sudden now are, you know, 5 to 30% more expensive depending on what you're doing. So it's hard not to look at that and be like, "Ah, oh, that's inflation." But we really don't know of uh, you know, supply chain issues and capacity issues and all the back orders and just it's a lot of demand right now that's that's artificially pushing up prices. So I think give give that time to settle down we'll be able to see maybe in a, in about a year from now, but it's going to be something that we're we're not going to see it in the process because it could be a bit disguised by a lot of issues going on right now that make prices higher than they should be. So I don't know, I I think that yes, there will be some inflation. I don't think it's it's gonna be hyperinflation, but I don't think it's gonna be nothing either. And Kevin's example too, I agree with Kevin that that companies are getting more efficient, they're finding ways to cut back and do things for less. But then that poses the question like, well, what happens to all the other jobs? If let's say 20% of the workforce all of a sudden isn't needed anymore, what, what, what do they do? Then are we on some sort of like universal basic income? Do we do we just let them figure it out? Do they do Dude, they become these there, are, there aren't enough
0: workers. There aren't enough workers right now. I mean, it's crazy. Everybody I speak to is having so much trouble getting workers uh you know my dad went to get his breaks done or whatever and guy couldn't even get him in he's like i, I can't get workers um chippers for pools right now you can't get them like like there's so many industries right now that dude people are so desperate for hiring i went to taco bell and they're handing out cards in the bag to try to hire workers for taco bell cuz they're that no. desperate for workers <laughs> When you get wow. to that level of desperation, I went. I, I drove by a Dairy Queen the other day, huge banner out of it. It spanned like, I don't know, 50 feet, this thing, starting at thirteen fifty, hiring now. And it's just wow. you can't get workers, especially anything that's like under $20 an hour type workers right now. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. So if anything, I feel like um, <laughs> we have probably too many jobs and not enough workers, at least at the moment. We got a weird – and that gives it another thing. Is it because of the whole um, – situation where i hear i don't know this but i hear that people are still getting free money and still getting well i don't want to call it free money but still on like i don't know unemployment or stuff from the rony rona times and maybe some folks are like i don't want to go back to work because i'm still getting 600 bucks or whatever amount do you guys know of any of this because i don't really keep up with that too much
3: i think there's truth behind that yeah but i don't don't have the data on that
1: but you know i feel like like Kevin would be the most in tune of of that sort of stuff. you know anything about that, Kevin? Uh,
4: You know, initially when the pandemic first started, there were a lot of studies uh, that were done uh, on both sides. Some studies were $400 a week, doesn't disincentivize workers. And then on the other hand, you had studies going, yes, it does. The problem is all of those are are old now because then we were in shutdown mode. Now we're in reopen mode. And look, I mean, even Biden came out the other day Uh, I think it was yesterday, suggesting if you get offered a job and you don't take it, you're off unemployment. Well, that's nice to say. But practically, how do you tell 8 million people, hey, you got a job opportunity (laughs) unless you go take that job, you're off? How do you sort through that? I mean, I think that's nice for Biden to say. I don't think there's any feasible way to actually really get people off unemployment uh, until it expires the first week of September. So right. I think uh, until the first week of September, there is there are going to be millions of people who uh, are getting paid minimum wage to stay at home, whether rightfully or not. But there's no way to sort that out. And, and it's certainly not going to get sorted out in the next four months.
0: <laughs> well, right. let, let me ask you guys a question. Hopefully you guys can answer it honestly. But let's say hypothetically, um is none of my business or anybody else's business how much you guys make in a year. But let's say hypothetically you could get 60% or 70% of what you usually make in a year yes. and you'd do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Andre. And You don't have to do a thing, but you just get that money. Would you just go on vacation and stop posting YouTube videos for a bit and just be like, I'm going to go chill for a little bit.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's not fair asking us that because we have disproportionately high incomes. But if yeah. I was making 50, 60k a year, I don't think I would say yes. I think I would go back to my job.
1: Okay yeah, because- well I, I think it depends on what you're doing because if, if taking a year, let's say the year off getting paid for it, but then you have to come back into the workforce, you have to then try to find another job, you then have to go and hope that job is better than what you had and maybe maybe now you'll be really unemployed for another few months in the process. Then I don't think it's worth. But but if you could guarantee that, like you could stop today, get paid seventy percent, pick exactly back up where you were,
0: you know, then then it be then it becomes tempting. Yeah, because the other thing is like when you make income, right? You got to pay all the taxes on that. I'm sure you get tax free the other money, right? So seventy no. percent.
1: No, does it not work? No, like that? you're
0: taxed on unemployment.
1: Unemployment is yeah, taxable, okay. but, but the first you know what is $10,000 $10, is, is that, that
4: Last year, exactly. Last yeah. year, they did $10,200 of tax free retroactive. And so now you have people going, well, if they do that again this year, I want to make sure I fill my unemployment bucket up so I get all that free Halloween candy. You know what I mean? like, uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, hey, you know, it, it, look, I mean, I get it. it. If I was, let me put it this way if I was working at Jamba Juice, uh, you know, I mean, I worked there for a year, worked my butt off. I got a, you know, five cent raise or whatever after working my butt off for a year. And uh, so it went from eight bucks to $8 and five cents. If somebody's like Kevin, you know, now you're working for nine bucks at Jamba Juice. You've been there for 10 years. You could go back to your Jamba Juice job at nine bucks or just stay home. And your combined California income and your uh, federal boost through September is nine bucks. You think I'm making smoothies. I'm driving Uber under the table.
2: <laughs>
3: Uber under so, the so, table. so to stay ahead of the inflation, what do you guys think is the best asset class to, I guess, stay ahead of the cost? Real the
1: estate.
0: <laughs> I would say
1: real estate. There's so many benefits of that, just between the leverage, the loan that you could get. There's a lot of utility in it. You could live in the house. You could rent it out. There's just so many different options, I think, with real estate, especially mm-hmm. with low interest rates, even if interest feel- rates go
0: yeah. yeah, we're going to we're all going to be biased, man. You know, obviously, I'm going to say stocks. Graham's <laughs> going to say real estate. Andre, you're going to say crypto. We're all so
2: biased.
0: My thing is, I want to own cash flow in companies, man, that are, have chances to build their cash flows a lot bigger in the future and buy more companies and do more things and expand products and services and just continue to expand their empires. Right. Uh, so I, I'm always going to be uh, very biased towards stocks. But right now, cryptos have been I mean, dude, Ethereum, I'm up like a hundred and I don't know thirty or forty percent in Ethereum, and I'm like, why didn't I put a lot more money in Ethereum, man? That's all I keep asking did, myself.
3: Did you ever buy Bitcoin after we hit hundred k?
0: I did, yeah. And I even bought the, uh, a full ten k of Bitcoin. Yep, I got it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm a full up or down. 10K?
2: A
1: bar, hmm. It should <laughs> a full be a full 10K? one Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jeremy, you got to get
1: one Bitcoin. Come on.
0: What one Bitcoin? Yeah. So by right the way, now, guys.
1: Okay, go ahead. Really quick. Uh, we didn't do this the last episode. I, I saw a big difference. Before we continue, just just go and subscribe. Just go and click the little button. A lot of people forgot to subscribe the last time. So just a quick reminder, this this is your chance right now. Totally free. And if everybody subscribes right now, maybe we could get Jeremy to buy one full Bitcoin. <laughs> Actually, even better. Invest in Dogecoin with me. Guys, if you subscribe, let's see if we, we could convince Jeremy to go and buy Dogecoin.
3: You realize people are going to use that excerpt as like, they're going to be like, look how irresponsible Graham is. He's telling people to buy (laughs) Dogecoin.
2: Only if they subscribe. Hey, I
0: like this. (laughs) Tell me to buy more. I'm already up 156 bucks on Bitcoin, baby. Thank you, guys. Jeremy, you you realize
1: that you would have doubled your money had you bought when we first started talking about this. (sighs) Ethereum more than doubled. I think back then, well, I started buying Ethereum at like twelve hundred, eleven $1, hundred dollars, yeah. and then I think when we were talking about it, it was like eighteen hundred. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go in.
0: It's doubled, I blame, man. I blame our mem- I blame our subscribers. They didn't subscribe fast enough. You guys could have made me so much money if we just hit hundred k faster, man. Take <laughs> it,
4: take <dang> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So what about I want, I want to yeah. ask y'all: Are any of you tempted? And then I like this, I, you know, where you were close there with that thousand bucks on each Andre, but are any of you tempted and looking like, Oh man, is, is that Shibu going to run? Is it, is it going to be Cardano? That's going to run, you know, come on, what am I going to drop a hundred on to make my 10 mil?
3: (laughs) I am tempted. I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit tempted. Uh, I, I mean, considering that we have a good income right now and that whatever 10 K you just spread it across a lot of these, I mean, what's that going to cost you? Is that really that big of a deal? And I think we still have a lot of room to grow this year. It's not going to come down until September through December area. I don't know when exactly. But mm-hmm. until then, we're going to keep discovering these new, I don't want to call them scam coins, but pump coins, whatever you want to call oh, them. Yeah. That people just keep pumping. And you know, as long as you realize and you know what they are, as long as you know they're not legit projects that people are just pumping them that you know if you can spot that stuff ahead of time then you could probably make a killing but
1: yeah there is literally a coin by the way called pump coin i kid you not pump (laughs) coin it's trading at 0.00057 cents
3: so looks so cheap
1: (laughs) more than safe i guess it could pump to a dollar one of these days
3: more than (laughs) safe uh, oh I would, man, I would love to have Michael Saylor on here to kind of explain the, I guess the, the best assets to stay ahead of the co- cost of capital that we're, we're making right now. I would just, yeah, do, yeah it'd be so they, great. You got guys, you guys any guest requests or guest wishes that you could, I know Kevin, it's uh Kathy Wood. We got to get her. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Graham, who do you want?
0: Elon Musk. Okay. I mean, you have to.
3: Yeah, that's true. Jeremy.
0: Um, I literally don't care about anybody else's opinion in the entire world other than mine. My opinion is the only one that matters in the entire world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's uh, interview no, you. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I would love, I would love Buffett. Obviously, obviously, that's completely unrealistic. But you know, the, the Oracle of Omaha would always be just legendary, right? Um, and dude, that would that would hit a million views. Like if we if we had Buffett on here, we'd hit a mill. But I would um, love to get a
3: one-on-one with Charlie Munger.
2: There
1: we
0: go. You know See the sorry interview. It reminds
1: me, Kevin. Remember a long time ago you made a video interviewing yourself? <laughs> that was interviewing you. Wait. No, wait. I thought you were you were both sides, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: But, what? but that was that was the that was the um uh, what was it? I, I think in the thumbnail I had you in half of it. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. I just put you in half of it. <laughs>
3: That was a long time ago. <laughs> so, Kevin, you're what, running for governor? Well, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Kevin did. He had two shots where he's asking himself a question and then it panned out to him sitting on a chair where he just answered his own question. <laughs> and it was structured yeah. like an interview, except he was just interviewing himself.
3: <laughs> Dude, by the way, my my house that I bought in February is is up over three percent, three and a half percent. It's up over twenty thousand dollars in two months. Two months. I mean, what what is real estate appreciate at three to five percent a year, Kevin? I mean, on average, but three I mean, not. I mean, lately
4: it's up like what sixteen percent in like the last three to six months. <laughs> that's not wow, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's insane. A lot yeah, of areas
1: can do that per month one to three percent a month depending on the area. Uh and I think yeah it was Idaho that was up I think it was twenty four percent last year. Idaho. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. some specific areas might see a little you know cities might see a little plus or minus of that. But uh it's it's just insane. Have well, you guys done uh, your taxes already? Yeah, for the most I I've I've got ish. it mostly done. I delay it. I've noticed that <laughs> every time we talk taxes, the views dip, so I'm trying not to Kevin's not like taxes. Let's <laughs> let's go back to Doge. <laughs> yes. Let's talk more about Doge. I met with yeah. uh, Pro the Doge earlier today, yeah. and he, he told me that he bought another thirty thousand worth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he announced that uh, he's getting a paycheck and it's going into Dogecoin. Wow. Going all okay. in. Because he strong, said man. he said if it drops, he's going to buy the dip and he's staying true to that. And he's buying the dip.
3: Well, he also wanted to have an e- even 4 million, four million coins. Before then he had like 3.92 or something. So mm-hmm. he, he spent another 30 whatever thousand to get 70 more of them, 75 yep. more of them. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, four four million coins. Wow.
1: I tried to tell him to sell today yeah you I can I imagine asked. how that out. didn't work and kevin he was telling me that you you had a great talk with him it was great i loved yeah, love what you this. said i love what you said
3: i don't know why but for some reason that connected with him the most when you put it in terms of 10 like uh 10 years it's like oh you won't have to work for another 10 years it's like you just bought yourself 10 years worth of free time meanwhile graham and i are like you can have a whole lifetime to yourself nah
1: (laughs) just give me the 10 years man that's all i need just give me 10 years yeah well well thank you for that i i do want to just
4: show this if you guys don't mind just very very briefly not even the audio of it just but but because graham brought it up look i found it and i changed the title and thumbnail just to kill it because it was stupid but this was me (laughs) in in the suit asking (laughs) yes
1: oh my god you found it (laughs) Sorry. Was
3: that a YouTube video you did?
4: Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, this
3: is blackmail material against him running for governor. All right. (laughs) Download it before
1: he takes it down. That's it. So many videos. It's gonna, it's by the time you actually find the video, he's he's already gonna be governor governor, and he would have finished his term already. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine sorting through five videos a day for the last like year. Trying to find the one that was supposed to, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah.
3: Right. Speaking of Kevin, what's the next step for you to become a governess? So you made it official yet or or what's no, the it's, next
4: it's not official. That that would be the next thing is uh make it official and go all in on doge at the same time. Nice marketing
3: <laughs> matters. Marketing matters. <laughs> the Doge governor. <laughs> yeah, I'm accepting donations with Doge, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
4: And and every Bill in California will be payable via Doge.
1: <laughs> Kevin, okay. you, you would actually, I think, do well if you incorporated Dogecoin into some sort of donation, or you could like you could you could accept donations via Dogecoin. I think that, that would be, awesome. be a big. Hit.
3: Don't make it just Dogecoin though. Run on every platform possible because if you just say Doge, you're just going to alienate a bunch of the Bitcoiners. If you say Bitcoin, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin, you're
1: Bitcoin Doge, doge pump. people, yeah, take pump Shiba Inu coin, take that. <laughs> Just I guarantee you four
3: four or five of the top cryptos on the market cap on coinmarketcap.com right now represent like 90% of the entire crypto space. So just name those top five and you've got them all covered.
4: Because you have to use certain uh, donation portals uh, with politics. It's extremely like paperwork intensive. I I don't know. It's, it's, it's intense, but anyway, I don't know if they do that yet, but I think that would be so cool. If you could, I'm going to look that up.
3: So hold on. So the next step is to, uh, like what is the actual next step to just go on some website and just say I'm running now? Or what, what is the,
4: Oh, you, you have to like, uh, you have to uh, file paperwork either online or mail. Uh, then it takes, you know, like two weeks for them to register. Uh, then, then you can decide, uh, do you make that public or not? Uh, and I think when, and if that, that date comes, you have to be ready to go all in, you know, like if you're going to do it, you don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It's, it's May. It's a vote by mail election. Uh, the uh, you know you've got you've got big competitors already. Uh, you've got uh, vote by mail means you lose a month basically. So if they have it in November, the actual election, people start mailing in beginning of October. Mm. So by the time you get things up and running, it's June. That means you have June, July, August, September. Mm, that's your prime time. You got four months to run a campaign. People usually run in a year. so it's it's intense
3: so you haven't made it official yet you plan to
4: right 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 it's it's not official yet and then you got to figure out you know then then you got to get donations then you got to decide okay do we do tv ads radio ads mail ads door knocking phone calls uh social media i mean uh it's it's insane
0: yeah. yeah well. you, what you do kevin is you 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 flirt with the idea on this election but you don't run and then the next election you flirt with the idea a little more and you still don't run and then the next election you like get really really close to running and then you still don't run and then the next election <laughs> then you actually run and by that you, time everybody's like let's go
3: yeah you pull wow. the it trump
0: it's just yeah <laughs> but i feel like then you just sound like
4: uh like that, uh, that date you never wanted.
3: <laughs> that's the, not true. The Trumped date that my, never like that.
4: comes home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the uh, tease, Jeremy, remember you know? We were talking about that, Jeremy, we were talking yeah. about that, that, that's how Trump yeah. did it. He, yeah. he started with the idea for decades.
0: Yeah, yeah, every time in, in yeah, I remember in, in, I think 2004, there was the idea of him maybe going, 2008, it was like, yeah, so wow. many times and like, all the way back to the 80s, he was flirting with the idea and talking about it on Oprah and stuff. But uh, That's true. Yeah. Kevin, maybe <laughs> that's how you do it. You got to flirt with the idea for another few years, maybe. I, I and don't
1: then flirt, do. You know I do. It just- <laughs> I
3: do it. I'm a closer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs>
3: we're, we're just trying to collect as much blackmail material on you as possible so that way Basically. you can give favorable tax rates in the future.
0: <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Graham, did you buy some Tattoo Chef or what's going on, man? Earnings are tomorrow. I did
1: not. I'm holding. So I got an amount that I'm comfortable with for the portfolio. I I think it's about 30 grand, give or take. 30,000 shares? Okay. Yeah, yeah, 30,000 shares. So I don't know. I'm just going to hold. I realize it now might be a good time to buy the dip. I did buy a little bit of Rocket. Rocket was something where I saw that drop even further today. I'm like, oh, geez, it's $16 and something. Uh, let me buy a few hundred shares. And I did. But yeah, you- Tattoo
0: Jeff, I'm just going to hold it. Yeah. Nice. Are you still in Rocket, Kevin? Because I, I think you were in that one, weren't you? Or no?
4: Yeah, I, I got a little bit of exposure in Rocket. Uh, it was never a position I really fully built out. I got in it uh, and uh, I realized, wait a minute, the market doesn't want to hear anything that is even remotely exposed to inflation or interest rates. And that's literally the definition of Rocket. Now, what I will say is if we get this, if we get a continued fall or an an S&P correction or whatever, and say Rocket goes to like 10 bucks, and then this inflation happens, but then disappears, Rocket's gonna be one of those Forex companies over the next year or two. Like the opportunity there will be immense if the inflation doesn't come. But that'll happen fast. All of a sudden, you're just going to see these days where Rocket's like 10%, 20%, 20%, boom, and then it
0: happened. Yeah. Graham, mm-hmm. what excites you about Rocket that you said today you had a buy-up uh, about the, the company?
1: Uh, I just feel like a lot of people are overlooking it. And mm-hmm. I think just, just in general, I know they've had a good run so far with mortgages, but I think that especially when, you know, whenever inventory starts easing up and people have access to the home, I I just think there's so many buyers out there that are on the sidelines right now that just can't buy a home. They can't find one. So I think for the mortgage industry, this would be a good thing when inventory eventually eases up. And that could be a while.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, TTCF, uh, Kevin, you you got calls Mm. on it or or no? Mm. You're not playing it at all? I, I do.
4: I actually, one of my shortest uh, call options is uh, is in TCCF. Uh, I want to say it's uh, June, July. I don't know. It's something like that, which is actually kind of coming up around the corner here. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I have very few short calls because I think this is just going to be a disaster of a period here. Uh, that's why most of mine are uh, January and March, 2023s But uh, yeah, man, this thing better put out so I can
1: dump it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: what?
2: <laughs> what?
1: no yeah, even, never done hear me, even planet dump. 13 planet 13 has not been uh what were they down they were uh oh they recovered a little bit i remember looking at it uh this morning when i woke up seeing everything just gap down like five dollars and 90 cents i was like oh wow wow
0: this morning was yeah. rough depending on when you woke up wow. <laughs> this morning was bad Kevin, you know that Tattoo Chef's going to far outperform Tesla in the next five years. You know that, right? Or is you not realize <laughs> that yet? I, I like the loaded question. <laughs>
4: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass judgment on that one. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> hey, Andre, I don't know why, yeah. dude, I can always picture you doing some – like option things in the market, like specifically around like selling covered calls and, and strategies like that. I can just picture you doing that. Is it ever been something that you've wanted to explore or just not even interesting to you?
3: I want to, yeah, but right now I'm focusing a little bit more um, private equity side because I don't have anything in, you know, with private equity. So I just signed up to a place called Bank to the Future which is, oh, yeah. uh, awesome. yeah, it, it's called bank to the future. And it's, uh, it's for accredited investors. So I'm, I'm, I'm not like certified yet, but so you sign up, you take a couple days to get verified and then you get access to pre IPO companies like Kraken, for example, uh, the, the Kraken was listed there. I, I think Robin was listed on there at some point. So there's a, there's a bunch of, I guess, private equity opportunities. And so I, I found, a smaller version of BlockFi that I really like even better, uh, and they're doing a Series B funding, and so I'm I'm going to try to go heavy on that, and and see, and I'll talk about what that what that is in the, in, in the next few videos. But what's
4: what's the URL? Because Google corrects. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's B N K to the future.com. But be careful. There's another one that's bank hyphen to hyphen the future, whatever. No, and that bad. one's unsecured and seems shady. So you got to get BNK <B-N-K-2-3>
3: to the
1: future. Correct. Okay. Not okay. sponsored, not, Do not I don't
3: like, earn any money from them or anything. It's just, Do
1: yeah. you know anybody who's doing this? Because it seems like, is it all just cryptocurrency?
3: No, no, not necessarily.
1: It's the only ones they're they're promoting right now, like Kraken, Bitfinex, Bitstamp. Bitstamp
3: yep. Yeah. I guess primarily they are dealing with with uh, with uh, crypto space, but
4: mm.
3: yeah. I mean, or those are the hot ones a- we
4: got on the main page because
3: there's a, there's a huge opportunity I think there uh, from all of these early. Like like I wish I could have gotten into Kraken early on, um, or or Is Bitfinex.
1: shit.
4: how did you hear I- about this? I almost got into Kraken and uh, I had uh, money ready to go into Kraken after the Coinbase IPO. I got an email saying uh, Kraken has has withdrawn. They're not selling any of their
0: shares right now. after the Coinbase.
2: Uh, man. Uh,
0: Hey, I, I want to play a quick game before we get into Q&A with everybody. OK, all right. Mm. The next nine months, you got to put every dollar to your name in one of these two things. What oh, do God. you put your money in? Dogecoin or GameStop stock? Oh, God. What do you, oh, my what do, you do, Graham? Oh, every penny geez. Till the end of the year.
1: Uh, uh, every penny to the end of the year, ah uh, Dogecoin. I'd say Doge?
0: Dogecoin. Okay. Yeah. Andre, what do you got?
3: Uh, I want to say Doge, but I just feel like by then, crypto is going to be on the way out. Um, oh, we're gonna be, that sounded not, bad, not, Andre. Not on the way out, like permanently, just temporarily, we're going to yeah. get the down cycle. So, But then, I mean, so will probably everything else. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Doge.
0: <laughs> Wait, Andre, we might need to talk. This sounds awful, man.
4: Oh, me, this, this question sounds awful. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's
0: why it's so good. <laughs> I mean, what about you, Kevin? Yeah, I, I, I probably would roll the dice on Doge. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'll be one you, guy Jeremy? that goes GameStop. I, I would go GameStop okay. on, uh, yeah, over, over Doge. The if contrarian I had over here. Yeah, I feel like Doge could potentially go up way higher. uh, But at the same time, I feel like GameStop is maybe a little more stable than the Doge. But I don't know,
4: man. All it takes is, is look, and I'm bullish on GameStop, but I mean, comparing this crazy scenario here, uh, GameStop's next earnings reports, the next three are you know, they're going to suck. Like the only thing propping it up is hope. Uh, You're going to get that hope maybe in two or three years or, or somebody else will come in because Chewy couldn't do it.
0: You know, (laughs) heaven's, Kevin, what's, what's propping up
4: Doge? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> oh. what's propping up any of the cryptocurrencies, right? No, 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 I, I get that. Hey. But hey. that's the thing is the a totally fair comparison. But we know that. We know that. Yeah. We don't have earnings reports on Doge. When we that's get earnings true. on GameStop, it's like, oh, crap, another mm-hmm. month of losses and no transition. People don't realize this GameStop transition not, is not an overnight thing you don't turn stores into something great overnight. It takes a very long time. Sure. Doge, I don't need to worry about a company, man. I'm just, yeah. I, I like, I'm on, I'm on the meme ride. <laughs> the meme <laughs> rocket. <Right. laughs>
0: yeah. It's oh, a crazy
4: question you asked, so you got a crazy yeah. answer.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, guys, so now we're, we're going to get into Q&A. But, yeah. yeah, but before we get into Q&A, we need everybody to smash that thumbs up button for us. That helps us out huge in the YouTube algorithm. I appreciate it. We appreciate it in a huge way. And uh, make sure you share this video out with your mom. I'm sure she'll enjoy watching us for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah.
1: Probably you know
0: what? For, for anyone who forgot a Mother's Day gift,
1: go and share this video. <laughs> Give her the best gift of all. Send this yes. and be like, Mom, hey, this, this this is what I got you. You're going to love it. Just watch the full thing and hit the like button and subscribe. But your, you know, enjoy. So make sure.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: or give her so, dogecoin. Or just give her dogecoin. That that's good too. And then we got a special gift for Father's Day coming up soon. So just wait. You want to subscribe for that.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Okay. So let's see. All right. Interesting question. Page M has. I don't know who wants to answer this one. Should I keep my emergency fund in my emergency fund in a high interest savings account or invest in the S P five hundred? I would say mm-hmm. high interest savings account. It
1: depends how how much money it is. I mean, if if it's more money than you need, like two years worth of expenses, you could probably invest it and sell it if you absolutely need to. But I don't know. I'd always keep six months high interest savings account. Don't touch it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mix the two. I like
3: Kevin's philosophy of just invest it. I think you're going to be more prone to use it on stupid things you don't need. So I would just invest it, and that that's there's your emergency fund. Or if you really want to go risky, put it into a high yield stable coin and then there's your high interest rate without taking that risk in the stock market. It's going to be a lot more stable and giving you 12% return on your money, which is higher yeah, than the stock
1: Unless something happens, something something happens at the exchange. There, there could be, you know, uh, some some event that that takes place that all of a sudden your money you, you can't get access to it when you need it. And same with yeah. some of those exchanges. It's it takes a while to get your money off the platform.
3: Yeah, so it depends how much it is. Just just keep at least a month's worth of liquid, but not much more than that.
0: Somebody says, "How was Disneyland?" Fun. That was fun. Oh yeah, you it?
3: guys went. How was that? It was awesome.
0: <laughs> it was just dead. It, it was so great. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow, it was dead, huh, Kevin? Why was it dead though? Just no one wanted to go, or is it? Like, I started shorting the stock. <laughs> <laughs> no
4: uh you know i i uh, the uh, california requires a, tw- a max 25 percent capacity uh and and masks everywhere uh they're they're really strict about it honestly like yeah. this whole outside capacity restriction thing i think is a little insane at 25 percent. i think it's overkill uh but uh, that's california for you But uh, look, I mean, it was relaxing uh, because the lines aren't as long, so you get to chill more. Sometimes you go to Disney, and it's just stressful because, like, you're trying to make sure you can get on two rides per day because the lines are so long. You know, here, it's just like, you know, half the day day goes by, and it's like, wow, we pretty much almost did the whole park, you know? It was was awesome.
3: Jeremy, did you think that was a UFO behind
0: you? Yeah, but it's already like... No, those people are walking on the golf course, and you're not allowed to walk on the golf course. That's against the HOA. I'm gonna take pictures of them and complain. Okay?
1: I thought you were like, wait,
3: is that behind me or in front of me? Is that a yeah? I was go? trying to figure like
1: what, what that was. Like if there's something on your screen.
0: Uh, hey, uh, no, it, Vegas is getting crazy, man. I don't know if you guys go like uh, they were sending me pictures of like it was so packed. Like, Vegas just went to 100%, the Strip, and it's nuts, man. When did they go to 100%? Was this just, like, in the last few days? It was in the last uh, week or so they went. All right. Um, All right. I haven't noticed. Okay. Yeah, like, they sent me pictures of the traffic, um, you know, going out there, and I was like, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah, it's getting crazy. Okay, so let's see what else we got here for some good. Oh, questions. you know
4: what else went to 100% while you look is uh, um, homelessness went to 100% in LA. It's like, oh my gosh, it's what? sad. It's Wait, no, what you mean seriously it went like to 100%. I, I'm just uh, making yeah. a comparison. Oh, uh, it's, right. the capacity went bit. through the roof, right? But no, yeah, it's okay. it's. I have not been to LA in in. Oh, I mean, like down, I've been down the 405, but uh, I went down the 101 this time to get down to Disneyland. And I have never seen this many homeless, and it's very, very sad. And I don't, you know, people are like, oh, homelessness is a mental problem. Maybe, maybe for like 15, 20%. I think this is like 80% of these folks are are people that have really just fallen through the cracks of the system, but it is so sad. I mean, like, Graham, you see this because, I mean, you moved out of LA, uh, but it just seems like. I mean, what's it like every time you come back? Is it getting worse? Because I've I think just it's never worse. seen it that way. It gets you know, worse. you drive down the worse. highway, they're everywhere along the
1: sides. Oh, it's yeah. so sad. When you live here and you just see like, okay, a person, a person, a person, you kind of get used to it. It's a slow, gradual thing. But when we're mm-hmm. out, we come back like a month later. Yeah. Wow, do you see the build? It's it's a lot, it's, it's, it's bad. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah.
3: Why is it compounding so much, do you guys think? Why is it getting worse?
4: That's a good question. I, I mean, it's what's shocking is like LA had like, they did a bond in like 2016 where they got $1.1 billion to fix it. <laughs> i think they got like nothing done yeah. yet 900 million dollars of it is spent and it's it's crazy but it it is just growing exponentially you know uh, folks say it's because of the pandemic uh you know uh, maybe they can't qualify for unemployment for some reason because they've been out of the workforce for too long uh then they they for some reason they get kicked out of their their the place where they were living or, or wait where did else? this billion
3: dollar bond go where did that money go you said they it. i, I hope
4: to I hope mm. to find out one day because there are lawsuits right now yeah. trying to find out to audit where that money went. And uh, so far it's all under wraps where that money went. And it's it's mm. just uh it's just an eye roller. Like this is why you can't fix California. It's it's pathetic. To all right.
0: Doge. Andre, here's a direct <laughs> to Doge. Andre, here's a it question for you. It is a little little confusing to me. It says Ethereum has huge revenue, two point one six billion year to date. After the EIP 1559 upgrade, where fees uh, will go to holders instead of miners, it will have high profit margins. Thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm not the best person to explain it. It's really complicated. But essentially, uh, those fees, yeah, are not going to go to the miners. It's going to go to the stakeholders because you have to stake 32 Ethereum to become, I guess, like a validator node. Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, and and there's something about I need to do more research about this, but there's something about um, tokens being burnt. So it's it's gonna be uh, a lot less, I guess, inflationary. So I, I don't think they meant like profit or revenue or whatever doesn't make revenue. It's yeah, just gonna be more saying. scarce. Yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be more scarce. So it, it'll drive up in value. And I and I think part of part of why it went to four thousand is because of that anticipation, is is because of what we're seeing now. So
0: hmm okay okay um yeah. let's see <laughs> that's a silly question uh <laughs> some of these questions are too funny man uh uh-huh. let's see i gotta find something good here we, we gotta end it on something good here guys mm. come on we need a good question Take
1: one more really good one
0: i know that's what i'm trying to find i want to end it on like a really really good question man it's just uh a lot of people asking about people still live in california yes of course people still live in california Kevin lives in California. They they survive in California. Survive. (laughs) survive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, No, that's more like New York.
3: That's not fair. People survive in New York, not California.
0: Oh, Oh, what the heck? Somebody says, why doesn't Disney just claim all their guests are homeless to get around the rules? (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's so bad. That's so bad. What? (laughs)
0: oh gosh i i i don't think we got a good question here guys unfortunately that was it that
1: was an interesting comment though
0: yeah man too bad it's just yeah we just got a lot of people commenting but nothing no, no good questions so anyways you guys might have to right. take us home hey well here let me ask one question in the audience are you guys ever interested in us maybe doing two episodes a week, maybe potentially an extra episode on maybe like Thursday nights or something like that, where we do have a guest and maybe it's not every week, but if it's like a really big name guest, uh, maybe we have them on. Let us know if you guys are interested at that at all. We'll, we'll gauge the interest. And if you're watching us on replay, let us know in the comments section of this of the video that's on replay. And maybe that's something we could potentially do as just an extra video every once in a while if it's a really big name. So
3: Hopefully there's not too many cooks in the kitchen and everybody's trying to ask the guest question and it's like crazy, <laughs> but I think that it could right. be fun. That could be it fun. I'd be
0: open to it. Yeah, it would just have to be focused where, you know, it's, it's, we're just asking them questions and we're not really focused on giving our opinions. You know, it would have to be just dedicated toward that, I think. But anyways, we're Graham, not. take us home, man.
1: So with that said, you guys, make sure to destroy the subscribe button before you leave. You're about to leave right now. Just, just hit a little button. It's so easy to do. It's totally free. And best of all, you get to watch the video from us every single week at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Tuesday. So you may as well just hit the subscribe button. Helps us out tremendously. That's it. Takes you a second. Then hit the like button. Then the (laughs) notification bell. Then feel free to add us on Instagram. All of our information is down below in the description. As with the Clips channel, you can go and watch Millennial Money Clips down below in the description. Go and subscribe to that. We're so close to 10,000 subscribers. And uh, yeah, that channel has been doing really well. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much. And until next time.
0: Peace.